1: And welcome to an ominous episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance. I am your host, Joey, proficiently popping public people prodigy D's. Did I do it? I think he did it. I think he did it. Uh, two for two, guys. Two for dang two. Dang Actually, deleted. I think you're at three in a row now. Wow, three in a row. Yeah. I've got a little turkey going on here. That's a bowling <laughs> term for those of you who don't know. Uh, across me, of course, is Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? And making turkeys. Oh, uh-huh. he is making turkeys. He's, oh, he's them. turkeys. Ooh. That's, that's a two hit there.
2: Well, there's three of us. So
3: there's three <laughs> turkeys.
1: And of course, the nemesis, the one and only Sean Epperson of Think 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. Once again, Pinky Barcelona is still driving across country because that is a track.
2: Yeah, and she's bringing us back turkeys. Oh, I love turkeys. <laughs> by the time she drives back from across the country, it should be Thanksgiving. She's dropping off three kids and picking up three turkeys for us. Sounds good. That's so nice I of hope her. she has dry eyes. You know, I knew I liked her. <laughs> Will she cook the turkeys? Oh. That would be the ultimate. That is the real process. I'm anyways. back. I now slave for eight hours to cook you guys' turkeys. You know, you've uh, agreed to baste them
1: apparently already, according to Sean, so I think we're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm a turkey baster? <laughs> You're a baster. Wait a minute.
2: <laughs> Hold on. I support this. Yes. Rails. Off. Off. Josh? Yes. How can the lovely Geek Nationals get a hold of us? Uh, they can check out BJGeekNation.com. You get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More? More. More, 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 more. more. I love more. More, more. Uh, search Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes. Just search BJGeekNation. You will find us. You will find things. And how many stars should they find? You should find about 50, but we'll take five. I like five. Five's good enough. 10%. Yeah, yeah 10%. You know, because, I mean,
1: <laughs> you, we strive here for excellence. And you know what? 10% sometimes all you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> if we strive
2: for excellence, could we be nominated for the Diana Jones Award?
1: Yeah, okay. You know what? I think we should put in a good word. I think we should put in a good <laughs> word for us. Secretly, that's why we send Vicky all the way across country.
2: I yes. do have their email address. I'm just well, saying. That's, that's dangerous. Right? Yeah. Who gave yeah. you that power? the internet (laughs) I don't (laughs) trust the internet (laughs) little light stocking you know (laughs) hobby
1: work well on a light note since we're already talking about (laughs) the internet uh (laughs) Funko Pop, uh, I saw Josh, you sent a nice little uh, teaser video for something that I did not think was going to happen. We're getting Funko Pop board games?
2: Yeah, Funko Games. Uh, they they recently purchased a game design conglomerate known as Forest Prezan, and now they will be debuting uh, Harry Potter, Batman, Rick and Morty. Blanche from Golden Girls. Yeah. Uh, in a new Funko-verse strategy game with, uh, kind of think of it, tactical miniatures type game, but with uh, sort of smaller Funkos. Very more more entry-level to mid, uh, entry-to-mid strategy games with awesome pre-painted Funko-quality minis. And they have, I mean, they're combining these
1: incredible universes. I Batman, Rick and Morty, Golden Girls. Well, that Golden technically, Girls. wink,
2: wink, wink, rico- uh, um, combining them there they will simultaneously exist
1: Oh sorry sorry they're just within the same universe yeah now. yeah there's a wormhole yeah. it got open <laughs> yeah. we decided these are what needed to get brought together Well I we, mean we didn't decide it I like it though
2: but for Funko to be uh, entering into our wonderful world of board gaming I love it it's all good news.
1: Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of, uh, of great art and time that went into this game. It's not one of those just, hey, we're going to try it out. I do think it's a plot
2: and a conspiracy, though, however, Ooh. I must say.
1: By Sean Epperson. <laughs> well, <laughs> no,
2: you see, we go to all these cons, and we've decided a long time ago that board gaming should take over every con, right? Yeah. I mean, of that's sure. fair. Yeah. Funko, who sells all the things, they notice people sitting down at cons. Wow. And they figured out how to get us out of our seats and over to the Funko booth like everybody else. Ah,
1: They're so good, aren't (laughs) they? They really know how to get you. They do. They say, hey, we've got a little, it's a mini Funko now. See, now there's going to be a whole line. It's like Beanie Babies and then the Mini Beanie Babies. (laughs) I mean, you know, I got to collect them all again. I mean, it's just fun.
2: Cool.
1: Right? Sorry. Uh,
2: Do you guys have any Funkos? Do you have a special Funko that you... I have a Dark Phoenix Funko because Dark Phoenix... And uh, this refers to the comic book, not a movie not debacle the movie. that may mm-hmm. have recently been pulled from theaters.
1: You should tell people that, because you got to warn them. Because if you say you oh, like yeah. that Dark Phoenix movie, you might be in the minority.
2: Yes. What about you, Sean? I've got Rocket Raccoon, because uh, oh. Rocket's just awesome.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
2: We are a bit spoiled, though. I live in Everett and the corporate headquarters and um, amazing building of awesomeness. That is the Funko HQ is there.
1: So when they, like, dump their Funkos in the trash, you're just there?
2: I may have dumpster dove, <laughs> but they do have, uh, like, 20-foot-tall Funkos on the outside of the building. 20-foot Funkos? Th- they're pretty dang tall. That I, I don't know how big they actually. I didn't take the tape measure out and then yeah. check, but they're amazing.
1: If you're ever a millionaire, you're going to have a Funko made of you that's 20 feet tall.
2: Not of me. Nobody wants that. Oh, boy. You might want that. <laughs> no, no. I do not want that. What about your kids? Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Even they would be like, can he be our daddy? <laughs> <laughs> He's shiny.
3: <laughs> I want that Batman giant statue. And I'd be like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you're like,
1: that's why I bought it. Uh, uh, I don't have any Funkos yet. I have a, That's why. I have a Groot Funko. He's my favorite. Ah, funko. that's a great oh, Funko to have. have. Okay. But I do, I do have like a Funko that if you could be
2: made, like if you could make anything, any one. Oh thing. yeah, easy, easy, easy. Uh, Stitch Venom Symbiote. A yeah. Stitch Venom mm-hmm. Symbiote. Yeah,
1: that's one heck of a destructive <laughs> furry mess, and cute
2: and cuddly,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and deadly. <laughs> Mine would be Rom Space Knight. Raw Space Knight. <laughs> super old school, super geeky.
2: <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I know people that would say Power Rangers, but Voltron already exists. Does he really? Voltron. Voltron. <laughs> Sean yes. was going to correct me. I he was right. looking. He was waiting. It was in his eye. He's like, you miss smoke. <laughs> I shall jump. <laughs> I shall destroy you. <laughs> and I'm sure Power Rangers yeah. already exist, too. Yeah. Uh, they I mean, they got to. They're yeah. so nice. <laughs> I, I want a
1: Zoidberg one. I don't know if it exists, <laughs> but I feel like it's got to have the little whoop next to it, too, <laughs> to fully embrace how Soyberg lives. Ah, but Funkos are great. I'm sure the game will be great. It'll be light. Your kids are going to love it. You're going to love it. The Funkos are going to be awesome. They may not stay in the box because you want to display them, but that's okay. That's kind of by design. But uh, we didn't get to games played last week, so I figured now we might as well talk about some lovely gaming, because I know, Josh, you've been gaming for, what, year straight now?
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> been uh, it's been... Quite, quite a day. <laughs>
1: Sean shows also <laughs> gaming. He was telling me about some games he was playing, uh, a nice little cooperative game as well. Uh, well speaking
3: of the game, we, we did have some stuff that uh, came in, right, from Kickstarter? Oh, yes. Yeah. So oh, wait. You're saying we had deliveries. some... Uh, a what?
0: Special delivery! <laughs> <laughs> ah!
2: That's when Simon <laughs> delivers because... <laughs> <Yes>. Wow. <laughs> I had to say that sentence out loud. <laughs> you chose to say That's it. when cool, mini, or not <laughs> <laughs> delivers on a Kickstarter. That's right. Uh, I had one uh, Sprawl Ops from Catalyst Games Lab, Shadowrun Sprawl Ops to be specific. It's their first uh, full, big board game, Shadowrun game. Uh, now, hold on. When you say big. I say full-size board. Full-size board. Okay. Full-size board. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the board is all prismed prisms you know like the old cards the collectible cards with prism rainbow flashy foilness to it yes of course the 70s um, which in a cyberpunk world the the board is perfect it, it looks amazing there were some delivery problems though uh-oh did did, did the they break down your door no uh, no not at all in fact Did they Um, forget to leave your game at your door? (laughs) Well, yeah. uh, (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Well, one, they funded in June of 2018, and they promised delivery by October of 2018. And that would be nice, but let's be realistic. That was not a realistic time frame. So I do not fault them. It came in in July of 2019. I think that's a good turnaround. I personally am in favor of that. I have no problems with that. But they did have some breakdowns with shipping... And there were some errors On the shipping side Where I think A lot of people Who didn't get The legendary box The Kickstarter All-in version Got the legendary box
3: Oh no And then they had to Count on
2: Say hey There was a mess up do you mind sending it back so we can get it out to the people that bought it? Uh-oh. And the answer so,
3: was
1: maybe.
2: They've gotten some good re- they said they got healthy responses. So That's nice. to be fair, you know, they didn't they didn't blame backers, they didn't ask for more money. It is unfortunate that it happened. Mine in particular, the shipping notification I got wasn't actually my shipping notification. That's not really on Catalyst or Lavender. Uh, Or Lavender. I can't. I didn't look at it. Lavender was a nice way to put it. You sold me on it before screwing it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, I did go back for the local pickup area, and I was like, hey, by chance, was mine supposed to come here? And they're like, yeah, we have it. Here you go. So I did get mine. I think the time was just fine. I had no problems with it taking about a year.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, a couple months is not a long time. To ship a bunch of stuff not out. Not
2: for a full size board. A, a wallet game, yeah, a couple months. That's still fast, but you can see that. But a full, I mean, this was a big box. This was uh, probably uh, 20 inches by 20 inches. I was going to wow. say, how does it
1: compare to Land Air and Sea? Because I saw that box and nearly <laughs> had a heart attack. <laughs> it is not
3: that big. <laughs> but yeah, the components look great. I can't wait to play. That's awesome. Uh, I got in Trogdor. <laughs> Trogdor. Trogdor! Does it come with a guitar? Uh, he comes with a. Lots of versions of Trogdor. Does he burn and <laughs> okay. hate the village? He absolutely burn and hates the village and the villagers. Uh, so there's a bunch of meeples in this. They have a meeple for every single character that is in the Strong Bad universe. All right, can you guesstimate how many meeples is that? Uh, let's see. I would say about a dozen, okay. Just offhand, um, they also have. I went with the pre-painted minis as well. So I've got a pre-painted mini of Trogdor. Uh, they've got the, <laughs> uh, and, the pre, and the minis for all the villagers, the minis for these knights and archers, uh, big thick tiles that you lay out. Um, the when <laughs> for anyone that's familiar with Trogdor, the Burninator, who is a not a man he was a dragon man, <laughs> He's <not> a man. <laughs> <laughs> he is more than a man uh they actually have the different versions that strongman draws in the web comic uh, as well as some of his friends that draw versions of trogdor there's meeples for every single one of those which is hilarious and you can actually use those in the game um fantastic production on this i was blown away like it it's as good if not better than i was hoping and their delivery was supposed to be in june they were they delivered to in july so that's still oh, that, very that's reasonable yeah that's that's awesome
1: I was going to say, if you guys have never gotten your own minis painted for you, it's quite the treat, because I don't know about you, I've painted minis before, I think I get about one done and feel very accomplished, and then realize that there's more to do, and I'm like,
3: yeah, <laughs> you know, get <laughs> <"Yeah."
1: Good laughs> <enough. laughs> So anytime you can get your own minis painted, I recommend it. My uh, sister's boyfriend has gotten really into painting miniatures oh, yeah. and everything, and I got to tell you, he's... They look great.
2: One of our game days we played last Wednesday, we played up at Arena Sports in Mill Creek. Yes, they will let you play board games. while people do actual exercise? That's not us. Uh, (laughs) We played uh, Thunderstone Quest, and George painted those minis, and we got to play a full game with that, and that was really fun. And The minis just just made it pop. They were really good. George is doing an amazing job.
3: Yeah, he's doing fantastic. They looked incredible. Uh, we put up some pictures, and uh, the publisher, AG, even responded like, wow, those look really good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: I think that just adding the color to any kind of board game really does help. Because, I mean, they, obviously some of them come with you know already colored minis and stuff, but when you get to add it a little bit to yourself, it really does add to the lore, the flavor of the game. You know, you're putting your own spices on it. <laughs>
2: Sorry, you said Spice, and I was like, Dune, I want to play. It's coming soon.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Josh has lost in a world of future board gaming.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Uh, uh, Next up, um, we got to play Empires of the Void 2 by Red Raven Games. Okay. Now, this came out a couple years ago, but uh, BJ got a play-in, and he wanted to get another play-in, and we set up, and we're playing, and we're like, wow, we got a a long time left in this game. Look at that deck, because you play until the deck runs out. When the deck runs out, it's game over. There's a mid game scoring, but we're we're chugging along and it's like you get these planets and you put an event card on them when it comes out. Well we got a second event card for a planet that already had an event card. And we're like, uh, do we replace it? And BJ's like, Uh oh. BJ put all the events in for every planet which there's like seven or eight for each planet. You're only supposed to put one in per planet. So our giant deck of we have lots of time left to do stuff was not that. We had maybe
3: a round left by the time all the cards came out. We couldn't figure it out because we're not going to be able to go through the deck and, you know, so we would just like anytime someone drew cards, like, nope, this is one we have to pull it out. Nope, this is one we have to pull it out. <laughs> oh, nope, one God. we have to pull it out. So you have no idea how long <laughs> we have, you have. Yeah, we're like, oh crap, this is like random end game and trigger. What's it gonna happen? It was the shortest long game of
2: Empires <laughs> in <like>, Void Two
1: ever. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm just imagining like being uh, on a ship and going from planet to planet, and then it's <laughs> like that horrible moment where you realize you don't know how much fuel is left in your fuel cells. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're like, I, uh, maybe another trip. <laughs> well, uh, while I really enjoy the mechanics of the game i i I attacked early and it didn't it wasn't good. I couldn't get out of the corner. I was stuck there. my own bad play I need to play again I'm gonna play again today that's happening oh nice. that's
1: awesome and hopefully
2: with the correct amount of cards this time yeah they, it's good to have a timeline you know when you can <laughs> see like okay I know I have about this much time I better do something not like well, I can stay here and farm resources for six turns. Still farming. (laughs) (laughs) I do
1: like the board. The board looks great. I mean, it's just planets and space, and everyone has their individual tile, color-coordinated, of course.
2: Well, it's Red Raven, so Ryan Lockett uh, probably did the art. He definitely did the rules. He might have chopped down the trees to process the wood. Wow, that's intense. uh, I'm sure any plastic in there, he got the chemicals mixed them up. Wow. Ryan Lockett does everything, just so you know. Mad Myth Legend Lockett. One more time, what was the name of this game, Josh? That was Empires of the Void
3: 2 by Red Raven Games. Awesome. Uh, I get to play a game by Awakened Realms, uh, who did uh, one of our favorite games, Lords of Hellas, uh, called This War of Mine. Uh, This War of Mine is a cooperative game. Real quick, I'm noticing a theme with their games. Hell, one way or another. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Very true Because in this War of Mine This War of Mine is a cooperative game That takes place in Sarajevo Uh, It's basically surviving a war-torn place And based on the reality of living through that It's the perspective
2: of a civil war From someone who's not a soldier So not good
1: probably
3: yeah oh uplifting (laughs) yeah I was gonna say (laughs) most of the stories that take place in this game are definitely on the downside this is not a game you're gonna come away from playing going oh right yeah we had a lot of fun I mean it's it's really engaging and interesting and uh, my partner with Think12 wanted to play it so we're like hey let's go do this so we sat down and played, and we were having an amazing game. We were doing incredible. We had water all over the place to give everybody the resources they needed that way. Uh, we were just, we were like the heavens opened up and bequeathed us with tons and tons of resources. My like guy said when
2: I went in there, they're surviving in a Costco, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that game with so
3: many resources on the board. It's supposed yeah. to be a war, but it's just Costco now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing, so we had all this stuff. The one thing we didn't have, Food. That's necessary <laughs> We Yeah Because if you don't have food You slowly get hungrier and hungrier And then you die And uh, we kept going around Looking for food And scavenging And we just weren't finding it And we lost a player to death To starvation He literally died And Not then Not Freddy <laughs> It spiraled quickly. So the interesting, the way it plays is you have three characters, and cooperatively you decide what these characters are doing. Uh, one person is the overseer, and they're going to make the final call, and that gets passed around the table. Um, so once a player dies, though, you have far less to do. And, and at that time, well, our characters were really stuck because someone's got to go out and look for food, but someone has to stay back to guard the house. Uh, sadly, the person that had to stay back to guard the house was at a point that if they did that, they were going to die. Ooh. So we had to like, okay, well, this character needs to go rest and sleep to kind of rebuild some inner strength. So there's no one there to guard the house. The other player has to go out and find food. If they don't find food, they're going to die of starvation. So we were making these really tough choices. And he goes out and he was, uh, he was promised uh, the possibility of getting food for doing some work. Not a guarantee, so we're just gonna like we hope this guy's honest. Goes out and he gets food. We're so excited, yeah! we're like all right, we finally got food. He comes back, and she's dead. And people have come into our house and stolen everything that we had. Uh-huh. Uplifting. <laughs> so he just walked so, away into the sunset carrying his his meager food <laughs> rations. You remember when I said. <laughs> All
2: awakened realms have Hell in common.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Some are just... Hellas! Hey, it's
3: in the name! And some are... You're gonna hate yourself after playing (laughs) this game. Hell. Uh, it was really good. There's so much rich, rich storytelling in the game, and it's it's a fascinating one to play.
1: Yeah, I kind of like it. There's a million pieces. I would never have expected there to, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this spread.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, it's a huge
2: table hog of a game for sure. I has yeah. got this cool storybook, so let's flip to this page and see what happens, that kind of
3: stuff.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of a rotating DM. That's cool for a board game in which, you know, so that way you don't get alpha or
3: anything like that by someone who might mm-hmm. just want to take over. Yeah, I mean, like, if I'm the leader at the time, and BJ's like, no, Oh, we need to go do this. Like, look, I'm the leader. I disagree with you. This is what we're doing, and that's happening.
1: Yeah. And the next turn, if he wants to change something, and he can do the change same something. thing. Yeah. Which is great because I mean, you do want to get that feel that you have control over the game, but that you're not also
3: being dominated, which yeah. is cool. And sometimes you have really like one person feels very strongly going one way, and the other person doesn't. Uh, we had a character that was coming in that came out to our door and was like, "Hey, I need help," and he looks really terrified and kind of sketchy and uh, my buddy Sean was like I don't want to let him into our house We've got, he may hurt us and I'm like no man we, we got to do the humanitarian thing we got to help this guy and so we decided it was a risk we didn't know what he was going to do and it ended up helping us he's the one that gave us uh, a pathway to find lots of uh, really good stuff what a nice
2: guy a game uh, Arabian Nights I think tried to do this before but it didn't really matter everything was a bad ending
3: Oh no! I hate
2: Every, that. You could even go back. Like, all right, uh, make a wish from the genie. Bad stuff happens to you. All right, don't make a wish from the genie. Worse stuff happens to you. <laughs> in this game, there are paths that lead to a better, hopefully, result. That's yeah. cool. That's cool.
1: I like that. And I also like a game that doesn't necessarily just sell you on the whole. It's all rainbows and butterflies and all that. No, you're really trying to survive here. Yeah,
2: yeah. And there's not a lot of weird fiction. No, get in your mech. And uh, this is based on the real Civil War. Oh, wow. Cool, and uh,
1: good story, I imagine, with uh, that book, as you pointed out. I mean
2: good and depressing. Yeah, know, yeah. Kill the old people and take their stuff or beat the hell out of them and take their stuff. It's odd choices.
1: Well, yeah. you know, I mean, one way or the other you're making a choice. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Sean, speaking of other games, what do we
3: got on the uh, quick starter today? Well, first we're going to talk about Gatefall. Uh, chapter one, it's a fantasy versus post-apocalyptic game. Uh, this is one that I think Josh will be very interested in. Uh, lots of minis in this game mm-hmm. and massive minis uh, by a uh, stint. Uh, let's see. So, this is by Jack Dyer. Jack Dyer did Super Fight. Ah. Now, when you think Super Fight, uh, quick
2: card game, you know. I, I do want a rematch. We played Super Fight on the show before, and it needs to happen again. <laughs> because, <laughs> like I said before, Dark Phoenix wins everything. That's true. (laughs) Except for Boss Office.
3: But when you think Superlight, you don't think this game. So he's definitely doing something a little different. Um, This game looks amazing. Uh, This is a game of strategic miniature tactical battle. Uh, It's deck building. You've got some resource management. Uh, There's two to eight players. Plays in about an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, They have a mini
1: named Penny, who is a dog. Yes. It was awesome. And I love the best way they chose to describe the size of these miniatures. In comparison, there is just a thing of Jiffy... Peanut butter. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <To laughs> show that is, how big
2: the mini dude. is. <laughs> if the dog's name is Penny, then is the girl's name whatever the dog's name was in Inspector Gadget?
3: Oh, yeah. What? I, wh- I can't remember. I can't that remember.
2: That was our the name? girl.
3: Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Dog's so name was so <laughs> Switch. What was yeah. the dog name? I don't remember his name. How do we know? now? We got to find out. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was doing all the darn work <laughs> for the lizard's little dolls. So the biggest mini in this game is actually taller than a, a container of Jif peanut butter. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I <laughs> love being with an
1: huge. <laughs> By the way, I figured out what the dog's name was. I looked it up. Brain.
3: Oh, Brain. Oh. Yes. I don't think her name's going to be Brain, though. No, probably not. <laughs> Uh, there's tons of unique character abilities. Uh, there's character upgrades. Uh, at the time of this recording, they're at 26K of their 15K goal. So they're definitely into uh, unlocking extra stuff. Funded. Lots of good stuff happening Is here.
2: wrong I want the peanut butter
3: as well? Is that a stretch goal? <laughs> Does it come to uh, in peanut butter? I don't butter, think so. <laughs> so. Now, when you think of a minis game, you're thinking like $100 game, right? Like something Easy. definitely pricey. Forty nine dollars for the base pledge. Oh, sorry. Wow, excuse me. Thirty nine dollars. Wow,
2: that's even ten less.
3: Yes. <laughs> so, under forty bucks, you can get this amazing game. Uh, this is definitely one you need to check out for sure. Uh, the end date on this is going to be August eleventh. So get in there and check it out. Next up, we're going to talk about Dynogenics, uh, Controlled Chaos. This is the second printing of Dynogenics. Um, for people that remember there were two uh Dino based games that came out to Kickstarter. I have one thing to say. Megalodon Meeple. <laughs> yes. In yes. Mm -hmm. i remember there was the game dinosaur island which was very 80s themed uh really bright crazy 80 neon colors uh dino jenks came out around the same time on kickstarter and they're both basically jurassic park the game this one had a much more realistic uh really grittier look to it um so you know some people like one some people like the other so this is a chance to actually get in on Dinogenics. In Dinogenics, you're basically building a dinosaur park, and you have to create uh, containment centers for these dinosaurs, and uh, you're going to be building up um, the materials to actually like you know, bring them up and raise them up. Um, there's megalodons. There's all kinds of really cool dinosaurs that you're going to be able to get. Um, really cool game. It's been getting a lot of good press from uh, other players in the, or people in the media that have played this uh, so definitely if you like that sort of, um, Area building City building Kind of stuff with, And the whole Dinosaur theme uh, Definitely one you're Going to want to get in on
1: Yeah I was going to say It kind of reminds me Of Roller Coaster Tycoon Except that you're building A <laughs> dinosaur theme park Yes And
3: <laughs> the dinos are hungry Yes Dinos are hungry It's something you always Have to manage uh, This is uh, For one to five players And it's going to play In about an hour and a half To two hours uh, It's got a seven-seven On BGG right now Which uh, That's a really good High rating and, so. and this
2: Kickstarter Adds in the Controlled Chaos Which is is the Dino Sea Creatures. It's yeah. the Megalodon Meeple. I just like saying Megalodon Meeple. I think you're going to be
3: getting that Meeple. <laughs> really Megalodon. good art on this. The base price is $68. Uh, if you want the expansion, it's 98 So, uh, you know, like 30 bucks for the expansion. It's reasonable. Um, it's <laughs> They're way past their their goal. They're at over $200,000. So Whoa. there's lots of extra stuff they're going to add in. Brides um, are done. Brides right, are done. Uh, so this ends on August 8th. That's Josh's secret cue to buy the game. That's how you know he already <laughs> got a little ding. That
2: he, may have been a ding that says I did buy the game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, no one
2: would ever know.
3: Sweet. I'm looking forward to buy uh, Last up, one small step. For mankind? Uh, well, yes. Yes. Oh. Literally.
1: Hey, a uh, reference that made sense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know that one. I know that one. I did it. You're Captain America. That's what I'm here for. I'm not America's ass, though. <laughs> Can you do this all
3: day? Okay, I can do this all day. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, in one small step, you are leading the space agencies of the United States and the Soviet Union in their epic race to the moon in this engine building worker placement board game. I'm going to go out on a
2: limb and say Sean is going to play the Soviet Union. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> he is the nemesis. <laughs> he is Trump. Oh, what? Whoa. <laughs> is he building a wall? Where is it? Is that it's a board game? It's space, apparently. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so uh, one small step. Um, it's a two to four players plays in about an hour. Um, you are definitely doing a lot of, like engine buildy type stuff for this. Uh, some cards, tiles. Uh, it has a really cool early space themed game. This is one that I think uh, our buddy BJ would be interested in uh, because of that space theme. Uh, the sixty dollar or sixty eight dollar base pledge. Uh, there is a ninety eight dollar pledge which has expansions. And it's going to be ending on August 6th. Uh, they are also, uh, at the time of this recording, 75K of their 20K goal. So they're crushing it here. So this is one that uh, is definitely going to fund for sure. Uh, uh, considering it's way over its goal, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and
2: this one is far more realistic, a retelling of what actually happened. Very, The, the, the tone is very more grounded. It's not a sci-fi
3: game. Yeah, exactly. The company that does this has done uh, things like um, Tudor, uh, 870 Vikings, Freedom the Underground Railroad. So a lot of their games are based in historical accuracy of things happening. So I expect a lot of the same in this game. You learned something evidently. So schools, honestly, and and honestly
2: schools should think about these academy games for board gamings in class because actually they're very engaging and super helpful.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of games tre- teach you some pretty important strategy, especially in the younger grades. If you're teaching, you know, simple math, cooperation, teamwork, all that stuff. And, and of course, like you said, this one definitely has some historical facts and relevance relevance to you know teaching in general. As long as they're confirmed, because you know, with the day of WikiLeak, or Wiki, <laughs> WikiLeaks
2: or <laughs> right. Wikipedia, with Wikipedia, you never know who's editing the facts.
3: So you're saying, Rising Sun Monkey Gods. I, you know what? <laughs> I like monkeys. No. So um, one other thing we want to talk about uh, for anyone that is in the Seattle area, uh, we're good friends with the people over at Zulu's Board Game Cafe, right? I'm good friends with their peanut butter pie. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> right? Uh, so something that they're offering uh, out to the public, anyone can go there, is if there is a Kickstarter that you're interested in backing, you can go to them talk to ethan he is the one
2: that handles he, all this he's stuff, the but. one sitting not usually working so matt asked if we can get ethan working <laughs> so oh. that's why we're doing this i thought his high fives were part of his work is that not <laughs> no he just does that for fun
3: oh Ooh. Oops. <laughs> i was paying him for that <laughs> so just go into zulu say hey you know i'm really interested in, in backing dinogenics rather than backing it yourself back through them Now, they're going to actually be able to get these games in. They're going to be paying a lot of the shipping costs, so you're not going to... Well, they'll get it in on retailer levels.
2: Yeah. So it's just they're not breaking any rules, but you are not going to pay the shipping separately.
1: That's huge, because that can be a big problem with some of those games, especially the bigger ones.
2: And don't worry. (laughs) You will get your Kickstarter exclusives and extras, whatever it can come with you're you're going to get it as part of that same backing. Now, does Ethan have to play the game with you? I think he may make that a requirement for certain games. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's smart. Well, maybe he'll throw in a bag of chips or something there for you.
2: <laughs> I think it's a barter system. Hey, back this. Okay, but I got to play it with you. Okay, but I get peanut butter pie. Deal, deal, deal. <laughs>
1: I will get a lot of free peanut butter pie that way.
2: <laughs> I'll back a lot of games. And honestly, if he demands you have to play with him, hand him the rule book and say, let's do
3: this. Let's Teach do it. me the game. So, I mean, really, this is just a win win. I mean, a lot of times when you're backing something on Kickstarter, you're getting it at a lower price than you would pay at retail. But now you're also going to be able to save on the shipping costs as well. Like, that's, yeah. that's really awesome for them to do. And that's
2: Zulu's Board Game Cafe in Bothell, Washington. You should go there anyway. The food is amazing. The 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 ambiance is quite board gamey.
1: It's uh, honestly, it, it's my favorite. Uh, like you said, obvious, but the decor and everything—it's exactly what I want for a board game. Like you know, yeah.
2: destination. It's yeah. a great place, and it's expanding, getting bigger. Uh, and now they'll help you get your kickstarters. Where once you get them, you can play nice, right?
1: And you get your peanut butter pie. <laughs>